We Are All Slaves, Part 1, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Did you realize we are all slaves of Satan in one way or another? Man's governments and financial systems, the beast, along with religion and education, Babylon, have each of us in bondage. We pay taxes, use credit cards, and are forced to study required material, chosen and deemed necessary, by a race of mankind that documentally chose knowledge from the wrong source in Genesis. In fact, it was the choice of this knowledge that brought death to all of creation. Yet we must, by man's law, study it. Have you ever questioned that? Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 through 17. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. We should, of course, know this was not a natural tree. If you do not know what it was, please refer to the blast titled, The Apple Was the Forbidden Fruit. Yeah, right. But what I want us to understand, the statement was about as blunt as you can get when God said this knowledge will kill you. He said it quite plainly, you shall surely die. But guess what? Read Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. And it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, Satan fed her a bunch of lies, food for evil, or at best, incorrect thought, that it was pleasant to the eyes. He is an angel of light, and a tree desirable to make one wise. Satan promised her if she listened to him, she could be as wise as God. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. And this knowledge has been passed on to all born after them, and is still being taught today from the crib to the grave. The world, constructed by this knowledge, is falling apart, and we wonder why. Look where it came from. This evilly tainted knowledge ensnares us so cleverly. We fill our minds with this Adamic thinking daily in pursuit of our personal goals and interests. We want to better ourselves, so we diligently study man's ideas and ways to improve. The business world, sports, careers, etc. All entice us to fill our brains with knowledge concerning these subjects in place of truth. We are trusting our intellect, tainted through this knowledge, over God's gifting. Are we shutting God out? We unknowingly choose death. Jesus said He is the way, the truth, and life. To choose life, we must feed on truth. Do you see why Satan lures us into idolatry? Idolatry is anything that we think about more than God in His kingdom. As we feed our minds on these worldly pursuits, we become trapped and in bondage to die for them. If we learn from Adam, we will act more and more like him. It's all a part of Satan's plan. He wants us to be losers. He wants us to die and causes us to be at odds with God unknowingly. We are bound to those things of the world. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 encourages us to renew our thinking and allow ourselves to be reshaped. Romans chapter 12 verse 2
and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here is another example of being made captive to Satan through our inherited knowledge. Silver and gold supposedly back the banknotes, the worthless paper we call money. God says all the silver and gold belong to Him. So who is really owner of the world's finances? Haggai chapter 2 verse 8 says, The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. This scripture is pretty easy to understand. Yet Satan has us swayed and in bondage to squandering God's money on our own agendas. We build our little empires in pursuit of financial security and to enjoy worldly invented pleasures, all of which are in some way tainted, if not downright evil. Look at Disney World, a huge attraction with its witches and goblins, wizards and fairies, etc. Nice place to take your kids and spend God's money. We're so spiritually blind and detoured from life to death. We're trained to think evil is good, and in many cases, we see good as evil. For instance, people of the Lord that sincerely try to walk uncompromisingly godly are ridiculed and called a cult because they do not walk like the world's people. The good is seen as evil, and the evil see themselves as good. Another example of wrong thinking. God's people are judged wrongly because they recognize the feasts God Himself said to celebrate at Leviticus chapter 23. Jesus, Paul, the early Christians, etc., attended the feast in the New Testament. Instead of Christmas with its elves and a Santa that rewards you for being good, or Halloween where they dress like witches and ghosts and goblins, the dark side of the supernatural, and hunt for eggs at Easter to commemorate Jesus' death on the cross. The godly celebrate the feasts. Evil pagan ways and traditions of man are seen as good, and the actual good, the feasts of God experienced by God's family, are taught to be Old Testament and wrong for today. We are enslaved in false doctrines, and we tithe God's money to churches that support them, therefore robbing God. He says to bring the tithes and offerings to the storehouse that has His name. Do you think His name is on a storehouse that teaches falsely? Sure, there is some good mixed in with our worldly pagan ways, good and evil. Here is Apostle John's advice in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All of this confusion, as stated before, is the result of the wrong knowledge Eve chose for herself and all her descendants. The whole Adamic race is consumed by pride and their own intellect and defend fiercely Satan's ideas. God says His ways are not our ways. This is because we think like Satan. But the good news is, Jesus came to set mankind free. We can be born again to remove Satan's legal right to us. We are no longer related to Adam and Eve after we are born again through the Word at baptism. We have different bloodlines, so Adam's sin and curses are not a part of us. Plus, 
being born through the Word, we are released from the knowledge Eve chose. Is this not great news? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. James chapter 1, verse 18, Of His own will He brought us forth by the Word of truth, that we might be a kind of firstfruits of His creatures. We are not only born through God, the Word became flesh, yet was God, but we are born in a different time frame than the Adamic race. We are reborn in the first day of a new week. A thousand years is as a day to God, and it has been over seven thousand years since creation. So we are unique, born in the eighth day, or the first day of the next week, and are truly brand new. We are children of the eighth day, children born in the dawnings of a new cycle. Only the race of Adam and his world, built on lies, will see destruction. God's kingdom will truly come and His will be done. All would automatically be well or perfect if we no longer sinned after our born-again experience. But we all do. 1 John chapter 1 verse 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If the child of God repents, however, the blood of Jesus covers us. But the problem is, the church has not taught holiness. How will people repent if they do not know they are wrong? Many do not even understand we can lose our salvation without repentance let alone comprehend the scriptures pertaining to the evil forces of darkness found in Ephesians chapter 6 that will attach themselves to us through our sin. Through false doctrine and ignorance, we're in such slavery to the dark side of the supernatural. The spirits can be commanded to come out of us and forced to loose us with the authority that is in the name of Jesus as individuals if we avail ourselves of Isaiah 61. The only real total defeat of these evil spirits for the world at large is for God's angels to respond to our prayers and praise to carry out the word on our behalf. But here again is an obstacle for the hypocritical traditional church. Angels won't march with the spiritually blind or the spiritually crippled. Are we angrily defensive of the right to live our worldly lifestyles and defensive also of our beliefs and false doctrine? Are we blind to truth? Are we through this compromise, at best, making a lame attempt to walk with the Lord? Could we even be an enemy of God according to James chapter 4, verse 4? Adulterers and adulteresses, to have worldly idols we love and build our own empire is spiritually adultery. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Angels will only defend the family of God and aid in battle those that are holy, separated from the world and its prince, children of the kingdom. In closing, Jesus came to set the captives free, as prophesied in Isaiah 61. However, if we refuse to change and do not develop a taste for truth, we will continue to eat from the tree of good and evil, 
remaining slaves or servants of Satan, his world and their systems. We will wear a mark distinguishing us from God's people, so the angels sent to reap the Lord's family will not mistake us for his. The mark is the number 666. See part two next week.